Previously on D and D and D, you now head over to uh, to the Druid's Gate up in that neighborhood towards the hill uh, with the graveyard to the house that Kingsley Jr. indicated. Kingsley Walterius Jr. You hmm. knock on the door uh, and a woman answers. A kind of uh, you know young middle aged woman who is kind of kind of like wrapped in. in you know, like wearing a lot of clothes. It's it's chilly out. It's fall, but she does it still seems to be kind of. It's strange that bundled she's up. bundled up. Um, what does she smell mm. like? Uh, it's there is a smell. What is the she fuck? A, is she a book cooking murderer? Listen, I think that we can both see she's hiding something in these clothes. And uh, weren't you looking to gust some wind a little bit earlier? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Trouble, trouble before rooms, the deceiver, servant of trials, is a putrid. Something about the high pass, and I will defeat you in his name. Oh, no. Cassie, do you think this is it? What'd you say? Do you think that this is it, or is this just some weirdo, like, we just we Did we stumble upon this, or is this your dude? Welcome to D and D the Dinner Party Role Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Gressel, and with me today are the fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hey. hey. Hi. There was someone on the subreddit, uh, reddit.com slash r slash D and D pod, who uh, wanted to put names to characters. Oh, I, to- I told I'm you. <laughs> yeah, no, Beth called that Beth last time. Beth called it last time. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm James Agenese. I play Flack Tanson, and uh, once in a great while, I'll use my Flack Tanson voice. <laughs> I'm Beth Radloff, Beth B. Rad on the internet, and I play Margarine Sticks, and she sounds like this. I'm Mike Sigan, and I play Fletch Stormtail, and I sound exactly like this. <laughs> uh, I'm Chelsea Rebecca, I'm Savas, and I just sound like myself. Pretty much. It's funny because, like, both you and James have said, like, and you, Mike, too, but also, you all say you don't do voices, but I know you guys so well that you do voices. <laughs> I'll yeah. take it. Like, there's, there's a difference between <laughs> all of you and your characters. But Beth actually sounds like that. Beth is That's always what you don't know. Beth's normal voice is the voice, and Marjorie is what Beth actually sounds like. It's all but a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I really like that voice. It's a but good I think, one. It's cute. I think Mike would leave me if that was always. <laughs> good night, Eventually, Eddie. it will be. Do you want to watch the <laughs> Great British Baking Show? <laughs> so we're gonna get back into this. This is this is the last recording session of 2020. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Wow. It is the last recording session of 2020. We're recording this on the December 19th. The season finale. Welcome to it. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it, this might be the first episode of 21, or it could be the last episode of 20. So we're going to be right around New Year's when this comes out. But in any case, this is the, the last of this weird year. For, for nine months, we recorded over Zoom. We have not done a D&D session in person since early February before James got your vocal surgery. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was very strange. And we also recorded Joel at that time over Zoom because he was oh, sick. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we didn't want you to get That's sick before so your weird. surgery. <laughs> That's, yep. It's like so a weird run. Yeah. He was just, yeah, he was just normal sick, but we were just being careful because you had surgery scheduled. It's foreshadowing. So, a strange, strange recording year uh, in the books, but a great recording year where we've done a lot of really great stuff that I'm very proud of as a show. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue doing this. It's weird, but I felt like we should acknowledge that this is the last recording session of the year. And I will continue to donate the costs that I would normally spend on the food that I would cook for you guys to charity. Thanks, Gressel. Good job, Gressel. We're going to keep doing that. And uh, until we can once again reunite for recording sessions. Although now everybody's used to having their computers. 
Yeah, it's going to be a weird adjustment. D&D Beyond. But, I mean, do we all have laptops so we can... Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll figure That's out. That's true. Because yeah. we'll I do really like the D&D Beyond. Yes. D&D Beyond, yes. D&D Beyond is great. So, we're going to continue barreling towards not the season finale. <laughs> Sorry. We might be approaching what could be a somewhat mid-season finale. We'll see. Uh, as you guys are investigating... The uh, the mysterious murders in Night's Pass uh, that Zabbos stumbled into. Uh, Zabbos mostly ruled out as a suspect, thanks to your connections with uh, Sir Greg. Mostly, mostly, yeah. Cassandra, uh, the the uh, city watchman detective who has been assigned to you guys uh, as you investigate this mur- murder, um, is or was, I suppose, still somewhat suspicious of you. But now, at this point, you have discovered. Uh, Rouge the Deceiver, who was masquerading <laughs> as the accountant Miriella, and is now revealed before you as a some sort of uh, shapeshifter or or some some manner of monster that way stole Miriella's face uh, and has a wound, a uh, chest wound of some kind, on its chest. Uh, and its skin is trying to phase into um, something. Some other uh, image may be trying to fully transform into Miriella, but uh, unable to. This is what Fletch revealed with a gust of wind. Um, you're currently standing in the living room of this house, uh, the house of Miriella the Accountant in the Druid's Gate neighborhood of Night's Pass. Cassandra has her sword drawn and is squared off against this creature. Uh, that Fletch blew across the room. Cassandra kept her feet. Uh, you guys are uh, standing in the uh, doorway between the like living room and the kitchen where you had investigated the gross-smelling larder, which was the original ruse for the smell. Although now you have revealed the smell to be coming from Rouge. Rouge's sweaty body. <laughs> leathery, punched-out body. Very gross. Very wet. I can't stop thinking about Tribbled All Might. But gross and leathery. But gross and leathery, yeah. Over yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess we should start by rolling for initiative. initiative. Yeah. Yeah. First time doing this in D&D Beyond, and I rolled a 19. I rolled a 6. Got that 15. I got a nat 20. Mike, you're so good. Thanks. You know, every time uh, one session I roll all 2s and 3s, and the next session I roll all <laughs> 20s. So the order is Cassandra, Fletch, Margarine, Black. I literally wrote Fletch twice. Nice. Oh my god. Oh my. I get to go twice. <laughs> and then the monster. Our DM doesn't even care about us, dude. I don't care about <laughs> you. <laughs> Dad says no. <laughs> After Fletch's gust of wind, uh, Rooms re- reveals himself, and quickly the weird, sweaty, stinky creature barely has the, the time to get the words out of its mouth before Cassandra steps forward uh, and with an incredible lightning quick precision of her sword rolls a one (laughs) (laughs) lightning quick (laughs) (laughs) into the ceiling ceiling. I'm rouge I'm I'm gonna get you and he just throws his sword gets stuck in a book (laughs) the gust of wind um, blew some of the weird sweat liquid <laughs> oh. off of room onto the ground and Cassandra as she steps forward to, to strike with, with her sword slips in it <laughs> <laughs> and falls to the ground and she curses loudly as she clangs to the floor Fletch it's your turn uh, you've got uh, between you and them there's some uh, you blew some of the furniture all kind of in their direction as well as the creature itself so you've got the creature up against the opposite wall and then uh, Cassandra on the ground there in front of it and then some furniture uh, between you and them. Uh, you're in a room that's about maybe 12 by 12. There's two oh, entrances. Uh, <laughs> there's two entrances in and out. That, the one that you guys are all standing kind of congregated, congregated in that leads to the kitchen area. And then the one that leads to the small foyer. What do you do? Are there any plants around 
uh, Rouge. There's like a house plant. It looks like it's been, you know, barely kind of hanging on, mostly brown, that you knocked over with your gust of wind. So it's now sitting in a pile of dirt surrounded by broken pieces of pottery. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast plant growth on that. Okay. To try to slow down or immobilize maybe Rouge. The shitty dying plant that was neglected by the real Miriella before, even before she was replaced with this creature, uh, grows now uh, incredibly quickly and incredibly well, filling this room with a with a floor of uh, an ivy like plant, um, making it difficult to move around. Uh, it grows around all of your feet. Uh, every time, if you were to lift your feet off the ground, you would take some plant with it. And you would need to use a little bit of effort to uh, to move around. So it is now difficult terrain for you to move through. What does it look like when Fletch casts this? There's a delicateness to the magic that isn't necessarily something that you've noticed before, Marjorie. Well, roll, roll perception. I'm just wondering if he's throwing his hands up and whispering incantations, or if he just looked at a plant. I kind of imagine it like like a earthbender where I kind of like take a step forward and kind of like pull my hands up. According but, to the rules, there's a oh, there's verbal rules? and semantic component. Oh. So there would be like a magic word and a movement. Because if Fletch is going to cast plant growth and move and like, that's it. Marjorie's figured out what he's been up to. What do you mean? All this, uh, this past couple months with the garden overgrowing and mm-hmm. what happened, it was either yesterday or the day before with Fletch. Burying. Oh, at the funeral? At the, yeah. yeah, burying. Arabella? Mm-hmm. If she sees Fletch cast this spell and all of a sudden everything starts being overgrown, Marjorie's like, that, I figured it out. Okay. What was your perception roll to see how much you get about what this magic looks like? 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you see that there is, Fletch makes the normal kind of aggressive movement that he makes for his magic. But the way that the magic manifests, there is a delicateness to it that is uncharacteristic of the words and movements that bring about the spell. There is a kind of almost uh, not quite like fairy dust quality, but there is something a little bit more, um, for lack of a better word, magical about the way that this happens. Okay, Marjorie clocks it. Don't I get another attack, or is this spell? Spell takes your action. You can attack twice. We've done it both ways. If you want to attack again, go ahead and attack again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll attack with my regular bow, because I don't want to set anything on fire, so it's my long bow. <laughs> 12 by 12 room. <laughs> yeah, with a thunderclap and a <laughs> lightning <laughs> bolt. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little too much. So, yeah, I will attack uh, 21. Yeah, that will hit. Seven. You fill the room with this floor of uh, an ivy-like plant, and then you fire off an arrow at the creature, lodging it into its um, strange uh, skin. There's a small splash as it connects with his body uh, and some of that that weird liquid. And when it touches uh, some of these plants, it reacts, um, and they start to sizzle and foam, almost like a hydrogen peroxide. Oh. oh, yeah. Wait, that's what happens to the plants when that's the what liquid to touches the plants them? when the liquid touches them. Cassandra covered in plants, and she's now trying to. As the rest of you guys are are um, doing your th- your thing, uh, she's trying to like throw the plants off of her. Uh, Marjorie, it's your turn. I sneak attack a twenty six to hit. That will certainly hit twelve sneak attack, and I'm gonna do radiant damage on my knife ten for my knife. Six radiant damage. You force your way your way through these plants, jumping onto the furniture so that you can move more freely uh, and then avoid the uh, constricting nature of the plants. And as the creature is distracted by being hit with this arrow, you sneak attack, slashing it across the thigh, getting it pretty good. It starts to bleed. Um, the smell from its blood is horrific. Everybody oh. make a constitution saving throw. Oh. Oh, oh, stinky. Was it smelly? Was it smelly? Um, it smells like, have you ever like been covered in this? This is like an old football practice thing. Like standing no. oh. water mud. Oh, yeah. Oh, ew. You ever yeah. been in a bog? 
been very bog, very bog like mud, mud that has yeah, standing water that has made mud that you're now covered in, and it smells very mi- like mildew, mildew yeah. mold. Ew. Uh, nat mm. twenty though. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> I rolled a nine. I rolled an eleven. And I rolled a fourteen. Eleven, nine, fourteen. You're all uh, overcome with a coughing fit. You're going to have disadvantage on anything. Oh no! Uh, your next turn. Oh, Flack, it's your turn. No, You're... it's not. I have another hand. Oh, you do have another hand. And I'm going to try to use it to cut her. Him? It? Yeah. They? Rouge. Rouge. It doesn't work, though. I rolled a five. Nope, five's not going to do it. You're I overcome just, with cough your coughing. Knife. <laughs> you cough knife. You just kind of poke out <laughs> and hope to connect with something. Uh, and you're unsuccessful, uh, overcome by this horrific, horrific smell. I just keep coughing and I hide behind the couch. You just grab, grab a, a, a cushion and start coughing into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Flack, it is your turn. You're able to um, pull your, your shirt over your face and prevent some of the smell from overwhelming you completely. What do you do? Well, before I forget, let me just do the little bardic inspiration. Spot. Yeah. Everyone gets a D. What did we change it? Ten now. All right, I'm just gonna cast Bane. Sure. On uh, so it must make a charisma saving throw, and if he fails, then um, whenever he makes a attack or saving throw, must subtract a oh a D four. That's it. Oh well, that's what I'll do. All right, uh, charisma save. Let's see if it gets it. It does not. It fails. Oh yeah, get Rex, stinky guy. Yeah. <laughs> Zabbis, it's your turn. I'm going to cast uh, Tasha's Mind Whip. This one, I think this is your first casting of Tasha's Mind Whip. Yeah, it is. I wanted to use a new one. Yeah. Uh, when you psychically lash out at one creature you can see within range, the target must make an intelligence saving throw. On a failed save, the target takes a lot of psychic damage and it can't take a reaction until the end of its next turn. Moreover, on its next turn, it must choose whether it gets a move, act, move, an action, or a bonus action. It only gets one of these three. This is a crazy-ass spell. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Especially for a second-level spell. You do have to roll wild magic on this. The spell will work oh, regardless, but we could okay. stack wild magic on top of it. That is uh, <laughs> new this season, as Zabbos is gaining uh, control of his magical abilities. Getting out, you know, he's an older teen now. <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. No wild magic. So, an intelligence saving throw. Not the smartest pool in the shed, Rumj, fails the intelligence saving throw. Um, Zabbis reaches out. Uh, I'm picturing a very, like, Orpheus kind of thing where you, I like, put a say. hand to your head. Yeah. And it's, like, the, like, kind of stock, like, yeah, like yeah, old like, 60s sound effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. You, you, like, that's so funny. I was thinking that exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, I just want to be Orpheus. <laughs> you're you're on your way to Orpheus for sure. Mm-hmm. You reach out with Tasha's mind whip and lash uh, Rouge the Deceiver. Roll your 3d6 psychic damage. How, so if I have disadvantage, that's not for this, though. That's not for this, no. Okay, that's what I thought. 13. It is now Rouge the Deceiver's turn. It screams in kind of psychic agony as it attempts to move, but it cannot, and then it attempts to shift. You can see that um, its weird uh, skin is trying to phase into something else. Its face, this human woman's face, starts to kind of bubble. Um, It has that same kind of uh, uh, hydrogen peroxide kind of effect. Um, as it changes and transforms, and each each bubble that forms on its face, when it bursts, it changes skin color Ugh. and tone, so that you can tell that it's trying to transform into something else, but it cannot. So instead, it just reaches out to attack the prone Cassandra in front of it, covered in vines. It's just going to fling some of its sweat at her some of the like discharge that's coming off of it <laughs> god you are so gross right now dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gross monster <laughs> oh man it's so nasty some of this does uh burn through the foliage to connect with cassandra singeing her armor and burning a hole uh in her plate 
uh, she yelps in uh, surprise more than anything else. You're unsure if this just burned her armor if she, or if it got through to her person. It is her turn. She's going to cut her way up uh, through the plants and then takes another swing with her sword at the creature going for the wound that Marjorie cut uh, in its thigh. She connects and drives her sword uh, into this uh, open room. The creature screams in agony and drops to one knee. It is uh, Fletch's turn. What do you do? I would like to take out my eagle strike. Okay. And attack it. When you draw eagle strike, there is a distant cry that sounds uh, like an eagle. Oh, eagle's cry. (laughs) The shine, the bright um, glowing shine that comes from eagle strike, the creature reacts to and it tries to cover its face as it recoils in fear almost from this object. Fletch notices the recoil from this monster. Mm -hmm. And instead of immediately attacking, I slowly walk towards it holding the sword in front of me to see if we get a bigger reaction. It cowers um, as this gl- you bring the glowing um, golden sword towards it. I turn back to the team and wink. <laughs> oh! No, oh, stop it! No, get away! Uh, and then I turn back to the team and say, hey, what do I, what do, I do here? <laughs> <laughs> stab him! Oh, we just, we're, just, we're gonna kill Sandra's it? Cassandra's like on the ground next to you. This might be an opportunity. We could question it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, And then I turned back to Sandy and said, what do I say? What do I, what should I ask? Who is this uh, Troj, the putrid you claim to serve? Yeah, what creature? What she said, creature. My master, the ruler of the high pass. Ruler of the high pass. High pass to the mountains. High path to the mountains. High pass in the mountains? The high pass path. Troj has already taken your middle turn. And he will take your nice path too. It took Middleton? Is it drugs or places? <laughs> you guys can roll history if you know, to see if you know Middleton. Um, Flack, Marjorie, and Zavis would all have advantage on this. Cool. With advantage, you say? Yes. I rolled a 10 with advantage. I got 17 with advantage. Marjorie, you uh, only know Middleton as town uh, along the night's pass. Um, it doesn't, it's like not standing out particular, as particularly memorable to you, but Flack, you know that this is that Middleton has a little bit more of an importance. It's like the halfway point through the pass. So you stopped there when you were traveling originally to Knight's Pass, and you played at the tavern there. How was I received? You were received well. They're kind Ooh. of um, you when you were there. That was a very like jovial, happy town, um, very like uh, Alpine storybook kind of place. They were uh, very friendly people. They had a town leader who, who was known as a, as mayor and was very like like a like a, a part of the community. Like you like you saw him at the tavern when you were playing there, and it seemed to be a pretty good community. Existed almost it seemed like to make travelers feel welcome. So that's Middleton. And this motherfucker saying what? That his master's that taken it over? Has taken it over, yeah. And then Night's Pass will be next. Oh, no. Toge? <laughs> that was a great concert town. <laughs> this would be like a, like a, like a, uh, like a small, smaller venues, but, but great crowds. <laughs> yeah. No, I know the place. It's Toge. How's Toge like music, guy? The only music Toge likes is the screams of his enemies. <laughs> all right, all right. Can we the kill this dude, yeah. Sandy? Any other questions? I'm itching here. Was it you, creature, that killed Olafair One Eye the Wizard and drew the Druid Nim Streamstrider? Tell us. And I moved the sword closer. <laughs> yes, scream. <laughs> when was Rose? Rooms, did I admit? Yes. Rooms are the orders of Troj, and I was happy to do it. How many other people did you kill? Name them all. Rooms has killed countless in his service of Troj. Dude, Roosh probably doesn't even know their names before he kills them. That's true. He probably doesn't ask. I was told names. Oh, Oh. well then, name them all. Give us your book. Well, well, for these, specifically, I was ordered to kill... At oh, these you places. really like killing? Name them all. 
<laughs> what happened to your gut? This was a wizard. Evil, nasty wizard. Oh, evil, nasty wizard, huh? Olafe? Look who's talking. With, with something like the, this, this, this nasty sword. Oh, this, this is a beautiful sword. Yeah, dude. You have a very twisted view of what's beautiful and what's disgusting. We're yeah, your aesthetic's all wrong. I am the beholder. Are you like a re- like? Are you real? Are you like a spell? Zemus, he's right here. Can you smell him? <laughs> yeah, the smell is real. Like, do you have parents? Zemus <laughs> in the doorway. Just yeah. Yeah. are you even real? Yeah, you real? Were you born? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Oh my god, that's such a like classist high fantasy thing to say. Are you real? Yeah. <laughs> Were you even born? Uh, roll arcana, Zavis. Seven. <laughs> you can't recall this creature fitting any description of a magical construct that you're aware of. Roof just a. I this just sort of charge the putrid. Lord of the High Pass. All right, you keep saying titles, that. titles, titles. Where? Where <laughs> you got a sense of humor, guy? Where uh, where can we find this Toge? Yeah. Is he up in Middleton? Yeah, stay in your Middleton for his own. Yeah, I know. Is he like hanging out there, or is he just you know like one of these foreign investors who who took over the property but doesn't really want to do anything with it? Toge sits upon the putrid throne. <sighs> where is the putrid throne? In the hall of the. Fuck it. <laughs> the hall of the, the hall of disgust. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what did you call us, ruthless improvisers? Uh, unyielding, unforgiving, unforgiving, unforgiving. Before we started recording, Gressel called us unforgiving improvisers. <laughs> And we all went, oh no, except for James, who went, oh yes. <laughs> I mean, there's precedent I have to follow. You were going to say despair. Oh. What happened? This fox. All right. This fox. <laughs> uh, so basically, we just want to know where your ruler is because, uh, and, and where exactly, so that we can go to him and then obviously die to him because he is so powerful. So Fletch, I don't want. What are you? I don't want to die. That's not our plan. Yeah, why? Trying, I mean, this guy's an idiot. I'm trying. You're to... making worthy sacrifices to trust. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, exactly. So where? So can you tell us exactly oh, where he is, so we can be worthy sacrifices? Roll deception. <laughs> okay. Or persuasion. Persuasion. Good luck, bud. Uh, yeah. Right. Marjorie just stands up behind the couch, like arms flat to her sides. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, still holding the cushion. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, I have disadvantage. Um, oh because yeah, because of the fit. coughing fit. So I roll the three. Yikes! So let me roll once more to see if I get worse. No, okay. Uh, I rolled a three. I will never betray my master by revealing his secret lair. <sighs> All right. I guess we'll just have to kill you then. Right, yeah. <laughs> and like I die for Toge. Right. And then he flings some acid at you. Oh. 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 Take eight eight damage. <laughs> oh. Wait, I don't even... Wait, yeah, who? Fletch. I don't get a chance to Fletch. air manipulate that acid? Air <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, no, you do. You you haven't used that today Oof, yet. No, I haven't, My so... My God, you're like a god. Yeah, I I feel... Like a god. We, we did make Fletch very powerful. <laughs> I'm going to take the can avoid one attack. <laughs> Marjorie's just watching him do the plant growth, watching him wave his hand and then acid is deflected. Like, what the heck? What the he- With my pillow? What? Roll, roll D8 and then subtract that from the enemy roll. All right, so I rolled a four. Uh, four will still get you. Oh, man. But just barely. Um, and you, so you take that. Try to manipulate it, but there's just too much gross, sticky. It, when it hits you, you you know, you realize that it's like a little thick. It's like corn, almost corn syrupy. Yeah, I uh, hate goo. And then I, what? How much do I get hit by? Four. Uh, what did I say? Eight? Eight. Eight. So I have. I feel no remorse doing this. And then I stab him. And then I take the sword out. And then I look at his wound. And then I'm like, oh, I missed. And then I stab him in his wound. 
that's what I wanted to hear. Just a shot of Marjorie where Fletch is stabbing. You can see like blurred in the foreground, the stab uh-huh. and the scream and Marjorie with her pillow just in the middle going, what the? This is, <laughs> it's like gross. a cross stitch pillow. Uh-huh. Home sweet home. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. And I hop up as he's, uh, after that second stab, and I slap him in the face. F-boys! Wait, you slap me in the face? Oh. No. <laughs> Roars. Okay, uh, you take six acid Worth damage. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> and then I want to, then I'll high-five, I'll high-five flag. <laughs> Yeah, and then you take uh, three as damage. <laughs> <laughs> Work with it. It's just think What's Cassandra Cassie like, oh! think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting so much information. Oh, yeah, but how long oh. was that going to really go on for? Like this guy, this thing was really gross, and he flung acid at me. I mean, we solved the mystery. Yeah, we did it. I suppose technically we did solve the mystery of who killed those people. Yeah, that's people. your murderer right there. And now we can go and enjoy our harvest festival. Yeah. Black, you don't have to worry about your performance anymore. I know, I'm very relieved. Although I am, you know, I am a little worried about Middleton because, you know, the you need smaller venues to practice your material mm. before you hit up something <laughs> like a harvest festival. Yes, I'm a little bit concerned about Middleton as well, and and more specifically, I'm concerned about the part where this thing claimed that the this Toge would be attacking Night's Pass next. Yeah, do you think it would happen before the festival? Because I'd really prefer city. it be later. No, it's definitely going to happen during the festival while you're performing. <gasps> oh, so no. Why would you assume that? Why would I assume that? Because why that's the perfect time that? to attack, when we're all having a fun because time. Everyone will be having, yeah, fun time listening mm. to me. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, man. Well, I'm playing with you, too, so, you know, they got to enjoy both of us. Yeah. Hey, do we have to have this conversation in this house? Oh, no, no. It's just smell standing bad. so close. It's, it's so other. smelly. And there's it, it, the blood. Yeah, we should probably go back to the, to the station. Um, I'll, I'll send some, someone to... To deal with this, I'll also want to um, investigate further around here and, and s- see if I can find any more clues at this scene. Do you think you could? Could I trust you to you folks to go back to the station and report this to Greg? One hundred percent. You can trust us with absolutely anything. Uh, yeah, the thing with asking us to do anything is like if we just decide to do something pretty simple like that on our own. <laughs> It's one thing, but if someone asks us to do that thing, it's going to get fucked up. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but if it involves letting someone else down, and then we're going to fuck it up. <laughs> hey, everybody. Russell here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 114 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter or D&D&Dpod on Instagram or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. If you're listening to this episode the morning that it comes out on December 30th, Wednesday, December 30th, uh, later today at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on James's Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash deadmejames, uh, we will be doing a charity live stream. Uh, Mike, Beth, James, and I will be playing uh, Duck Game, a really fun multiplayer couch multiplayer game um kind of a shooter kind of a platformer i don't even really know how to describe it but it's a lot of fun um and we will be playing a uh first to 100 game of that for uh raising money for charity uh for the la food bank uh at 2 p.m pacific today uh if you miss this uh i'm sorry um but uh check out the link in the description of this episode if you would like to donate to the LA Food Bank or check out a local food bank in your area make a donation to help out folks in need this winter we'll be donating to the LA Food Bank again for uh the what would have been the meal for this episode uh they were one of the first charities that we uh help support back when all of this started very glad to do so again and hope that we will uh have a successful duck game live stream uh thank you if you tuned in 
But I think that's the big uh, headline announcement for now. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for spending uh, your 2020 with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, We have some really exciting things uh, planned for the show for next year, and I hope you'll stay tuned for those. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe, be well, and do what's fun. You leave uh, Mariella's house. Cassandra stays behind to investigate. She uh, ties something around her face to try to mitigate the stench. What do you do? I mean, we should probably we should, we should probably go report it. Yeah, I think so. We head to Old Man Rivers. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you do that. That's funny that that is his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining we take like literally one step, and it's like the Pokemon where it's like a Pokemon battle, <laughs> like a random, like <laughs> like just some fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just can't someone make sees it us from yeah. across the way and runs up. Yeah, <laughs> get him. <laughs> <laughs> I love bugs. It starts playing. <laughs> Shorts are comfy to wear. <laughs> Picnics are my favorite. You return to the station and you uh, seek an audience with Sir Greg. I guess you're in his audience or in his audience in his office, which is pretty uh, pretty basic. You notice that he's got a lot of like um, boat stuff. He's a boat man. Yeah, he's got a lot of, you know, he's got like, like the decor in his office is very like oars and stuff. Seems to be somewhat nautical themed. He sits behind his desk and you relay the information, uh, the information as it happened. And we explain, like over explain unrelated things like the affair and <laughs> how excited yeah. that young boy was that his father died. <laughs> See, that guy was very jazzed hey, about his dead dad. Can I bring something up? Yeah. Is radical the combination of the word rad and nautical? And that's why surfers say it? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, you, you've half convinced rad, me, man. That's rad. Uh, mm-hmm. Nautical, dude. But we're in the water. So. Radical. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, you might be honest. Yeah, something. that just dawned on me. That's some Mitch Hedberg shit. Yeah, right. Hey, ask Rivers. He'll probably know he's a boatman. Oh, yeah. And, like, this is also Mitch Hedberg's office. Funny the difference between, like, a boat, a boater and a surfer. The boater sits down. That's <laughs> 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 <That's> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of true. <laughs> Greg's just like doing paperwork while you guys are reading out loud. <laughs> hey, Greg, I have a hi. I have a question. We're back from our. Uh, we have important stuff to tell you, but I have a question for you first, and it's related yes. to your office. Is the word radical a combination of rad and nautical? We talked about this the whole, the whole way, way here. The whole walk here, we talked about it. I'm pretty it. sure it's not. I thought it was like it came from a political movement in the 1800s, but. There is an 1800s in this world. It is now the 21 somethings. Uh, well, it's a combination thereof. You're both right. Oh. There, there was a, a surfer uprising on the coast of Talon. <laughs> a surfer you know, uprising. Wow. A surfer uprising, Whoa. yes. You know. Don't they normally look forward to those? nice 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 this got a little bit out of hand a lot of really uh talented uh surfers were lost in 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 those battles that was that was back when the empire had a little bit more power oh did they win they did not win the empire had a lot more power back then and they were they were squashed and sent back into the sea yeah you're talking about an empire versus surfers yeah, there's still there's still surfer some some powerful surfer um, factions that operate outside of Hawks Ridge along the coast. I think Ooh. I think if you joined up with skaters, you'd be unstoppable. We should yes, tell well, them. this is this is a concern of of the empire you, to to keep the skaters and the surfers from uniting. They've they've really It'd be over, you know. But you'll remember that Knights Pass used to be part of the empire, of course, until we were we were liberated by. The original Ulfric Urthadar. Well, we don't have to get into a whole history lesson. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Hey, we uh, we f- we figured out 
We kill. Yeah, we are. I already explained it all to him. Right. This is great that you oh. and Cassandra is, is investigating the crime scene. That's that's good. That's what she's best at, I suppose. Since this matter is extending beyond the walls of Night's Pass, I don't really have the authority to to seek justice from this Toge. But I'm not saying that you don't wink. Do you know how many uh, uh, eggplants I have to cut up and put into the pots and cooking? For the Harvest Festival? I'm busy. The Harvest Festival, yes. It's been a yes. long day. My nose is stuffed. <laughs> is this actually outside your jurisdiction, or do you just not have enough staff? <sighs> a little. Either way, I would like to say I can respect a law enforcement officer who uh, doesn't reach outside their jurisdiction and or knows the limits of their uh, resources. And what? Hire civilian vigilantes to instead take... <laughs> yeah. figure it well, out I didn't for say hire. This is there's. I didn't agree to any cor- any sort of exchange of goods. I just want to be very clear about that. Yeah, remember we were we were <laughs> we were suspects, and to clear our names, we were persuaded to help figure this out, and we've right. done that. So our name is now You've cleared. Done that, yes. So your name has been okay, cleared. Let me and see I our, your name. Yes, you cleared it. Can I clear my body with a bath? Um, we are going to need to do that. You do smell very bad. So we're good here. I will. I will make sure that the rest of the guard knows that you guys have free movement around the city, uh, and that you are no longer suspects. And tell them we've always been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I, I will. I will. I will. Uh, here. Um, these are these are cool passes. We got cool passes. Make sure that uh, you have these on you in case you do get um, stopped by any guards. Just show them the cool passes. You've had cool passes this whole time, and we're just now getting them. <laughs> he just—they're just blank pieces of paper. It's like when a when a police officer comes to your school, and, you know, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, "You get yeah, these right. honorary junior sheriff." Yeah, passes. it's like a, it's just a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Samus, I'm gu- I grabbed one for you. Don't worry. <laughs> Tavis doesn't even need one. Tavis is the coolest. Cassandra will be investigating this. She'll be the lead on this. Uh, on this, if you do find any more information or need uh, any additional help, you can seek her out. The Harvest Festival. Most of my my team needs to be in place to protect. <sighs> it's curious. It's curious that this uh, Toge would, if if it has indeed um, taken Middleton, as you suggest. It's curious that it would send this operative like this instead of assaulting the city outright. And why take things from these locations? Well, I think that they are trying to upend the economy because Miriella was an accountant. And so Miriella, you know, dealt with all the book, the books, everybody's books. Uh, Runge may have been trying to throw everything into chaos financially to cripple us. Why would they attack the wizards and the druids who are um, completely separate from the financial system, especially um, the Order of Gala Doi pretty much operates without money. Hmm. Mm. Uh, that's an interesting theory, Fletch, but... Um, what am I wrong? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll need some more evidence. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying we'll need some more evidence before, to, before we pursue that one entirely. All right. But, but no, no bad ideas in brainstorming, and he starts to write in a notebook. I, I like Pat Fletch's Thanks, back. I thought that was spot on, but, you know, hey, I'm, it's not my job <laughs> to be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're the cadets. I continue to thank you for your service to the city. Um, as, as much as it begrudges me to admit you're, you've been very valuable. And I hope you continue to be so in this unofficial extrajudicial way. Yeah. What are all those mm-hmm. words? Anyone else uncomfortable? Yeah, I'm a little out. <laughs> Always. I don't. What's extrajudicial? <laughs> I think it means we're above the law, oh, well, dude. All well, right. Nice. Thanks, thanks yeah. Rivers. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Rivers. I wink at him. <laughs> Just, so know, we'll be on our way passes and not with our cool passes yeah. our, uh, above that's the my understanding wink. did you want yours yeah and but I, I hand Zabas the blank sheet of paper <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, but I still feel like we're gonna get in trouble <laughs> no 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 that's what the whole point of this is yeah it's to not get in trouble 
Maybe it's a. It's to not get in trouble. Maybe there's like a magic spell associated with it. I wave it in front of a guard, and they're just like, "Okay." I don't. I don't know what that guy's deal is. Sir Greg Greg Rivers. Yeah, he's the head of the watch. Are you suspect, I know. suspect of him? I don't even know. I just don't even know what he thinks of us. Well, oh, him and I go way back. He's always he, been like this. What? Just kind of weird. I wouldn't say kind of weird. I think I think he's a bro. Radical. I think he's good at his job. I know you just learned a new word today, radical. Fletch, but not everything is radical. <laughs> Try to see where it fits. Wait, he's good at his job, but he just gave us the power to be above the law. Because he's good but at his job. That's what I mean. Is is like he's it's out of his jurisdiction. You heard him. Uh, oh, yeah, so, that's okay, true. so then basically he gave us the power to do nothing because if we do something that's outside of his jurisdiction, then we get caught. <gasps> we could get in trouble we with other tru- people. Yeah, You're so, right. I don't know. That's he true, just but we won't out. get in trouble with him. Yeah, but. Yeah, but we wouldn't have because, dude, I think Rivers just us. kind of bamboozled yeah, us. He straight duped us. <laughs> that's not radical <laughs> at no, all. He's the opposite of radical. And I don't know if these blank pieces of paper are actually cool. I'm passes. starting to think they're not. <laughs> If you want to give you, me your cool passes, yeah, here, take my. No, no, no! no. Hey. I don't know if they if they accumulate. <laughs> Hold on to them because I think I have uh, I have a uh, a kit that allows me to forge documents. <laughs> oh no! So um, here I roll perception. <laughs> Well, I'm looking at the paper, and I'm looking to see if there's any indication on these papers that they came from rivers. Like, maybe they have some letterhead, or it's a specific type of weight and color that he uses, and I roll the 21. <laughs> I love it, you have to roll to see if there's a letterhead. <laughs> Does it have words there's- on it? There's a uh, there is a there is a watermark. Um, all, you 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 inspect the cool passes and you notice what? that you notice that they're um they're just for they're like one piece of paper that's been to- torn into quarters. Oh, <laughs> so uh. there was a watermark in the center of the piece of paper that's like a an official uh like Knights Pass government watermark. But it's just a, the quarter uh, in in how, each corner of this torn piece of paper. How do you make a watermark? I don't know. As soon as I said watermark, I was like, "Is that completely <laughs> well, unfeasible?" The, magic. Like, I mean, magic. It's like embossed. You mm-hmm. like just you know. Well, be, yeah. Well, can I roll to? Uh, so I put them together to see the whole thing, oh. and can I roll in an effort to uh, to recreate that watermark on each one to replicate it? Is sure. anything magical? Uh, like, this. like we're just walking, and he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deception probably. Yes. Does uh, anything cool happen when sure. you put it's them like together? A glowing light. They turn into a robot. Oh, um, yeah. Stop it, DM. <laughs> cool. Aggressive improv. improv. <laughs> um, 19 to forge it. There are some, uh, there, there could be some details in the, you know, along the tears that uh, you may not have been able to completely accurately recreate you're unsure you're Fair. pretty you're pretty confident in your recreation of this watermark are you are also you true. Are, are you trying to what are you you're just putting one on each piece of paper yeah and then gonna add like you know the uh official these guys are cool, cool sign greg yeah <laughs> all you gotta do is just if you use it you just have to really be like extra confident and no one's gonna notice also i put a little uh sunglasses symbol on top of each one extra for coolness yeah exactly yeah, okay so <laughs> so you have the watermark and the sunglasses symbol uh i uh, actually did, that's just it, it that's no it? words yeah just the sunglasses okay yeah all right that's yeah. your cool pet it just the sunglasses not, not like a like... sun with sunglasses or <gasps> who's your god james <laughs> uh death <laughs> what do you got hey quick vote team sun with sunglasses or just sunglasses i think just sunglasses all right just sunglasses it's class yeah, you just asked for a vote yeah, yeah that's what yeah, i was the thinking sun with sunglasses makes me think again of just like here you go kids it's your honorary badge yeah that's true okay yeah so it's uh just the sunglasses. Right, I vote sun with sunglasses 
Okay, but we're done. Yeah, but the thing is, you asked to vote, and then Zabbis said, uh, just sunglasses, and you're like, hey, let's just do sunglasses. Well, I really just wanted Zabbis' opinion, so I got that, so I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) It's about being cool, dude. I mean, you get it. It's about Zabbis. I can't deny that, yeah. I just sometimes exactly. I want to yeah. be we I want to be cool sometimes like Zabbis. So I... yeah, that's been Marjorie's whole arc this past season. Yeah, sorry, Fletch, it's never gonna work yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the uh, early evening now of uh, Reyes Day. You have wasted a day <laughs> doing this. <laughs> So you have uh, three full days and an afternoon until the Harvest Festival. Because I'm wondering if we should go. Is three days enough time to save a town? Sure. Depends on how big the town is. I hear it's kind of (laughs) middle. Oh, I see what you're saying. You want to go? Because then we could even invite them to the festival because they're a really good crowd. They could like pump the rest of the people So that's what you're most concerned with. Got it. I've just been really enjoying resting my bones. Marjorie, there's time for that when you're dead. I don't want to (laughs) die. I've just been waiting for our next clue to go get a new artifact. But nothing's come through. I just start spilling over the journal of Plinkerton. Um, do you, Plinkerton, do you guys, um, (laughs) so when you're in the house, where do you do your planning? Are you in some sort of like, Formerly evil conference room? <laughs> or, or are you just in, like, the kitchen at, like, the big prep table? <laughs> I want to... What? Why wouldn't we go to the room with the big map table? No, I think we, we don't know if that it. exists if, yet. If you want a big map room, maybe there's a big map room. I mean, there, okay. there was a hidden chamber with an evil tree in it, mm-hmm. so, like... Yeah. I'd know? be weird if there wasn't. Map room. Room. Map room. Map room. Okay. Room. You've willed a map room into existence. Wow, we're so magical. We're so cool. <laughs> Choose to have a map room. Yeah. It's a fantasy world. Do what you want. <laughs> Do what's fun. I'll just share my screen so that you guys can look at the map. Of the house? No, of the <laughs> world. Dang. I mean, cool. The world. Okay, so uh, can you guys see my mouse yeah. too? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is the Knight's Pass. Where's Middleton? Like right there? Middleton is like, yeah, like here. Oh, that's further than I thought. It, it's yeah, because it's along the pass that goes from uh, plus uh, place names are hard plus knobs are it to the valley, uh, the Moonshadow Valley, and then down into the um, Talon Peninsula. That's like the big trade route over land. You guys uh, have been to Oyakoto, obviously. Uh, Hosk is where Nils is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have recently in, in uh, you have recently met people from Digidon. That's Digidon. right. So the kingdom of Hosk is that from Hoskendower? Yep, that's where Nils is from. So Nils, you know, is part of Hosk, the Hosk. royal family of Hosk. He is the brother of the king gotcha. of Hosk. I don't think any of you would have been to Hosk before. And then you you've also met Bjorn, the wine merchant from Hosk. What was that? What was Uh-oh. that Mystery Science Theater movie we watched with that name? Rostauer. Okay. I, I kept thinking Hoskendauer was... Rostauer. You're in this room. You have the, the... There's the map of the world before you. Before you. Um, you have the materials, the information that you guys have uncovered uh, through this mystery, as well as the journals of Plinther and Belamore and the guest list. Uh, wait, hey, where is the map room in the house? There are a couple of towers in your house. Yes. There is uh, one larger kind of turret. That is the one that you went up originally, Marjorie and Flack, uh, way back when you discovered the hidden uh, tree room. That's the larger one that has the, there's like an office study uh, that has the secret door that leads back to where the tree was. Uh, and that is more of like a, a magic office or whatever and then in the opposite tower uh which is a little bit smaller there is the map room and this has um windows that look out over um the city so you can see most of of night's pass um you can see the uh high hill that has uh moonstown and the knight's castle um you can see the shorter eastern hill that has the the graveyard on it 
before you is Acorn's Corner, the kind of ritzy neighborhood, and then beyond that is Druid's Gate, which is more middle class. The city to the south is your Earthadar Square, uh, and Oak Shield, and then southeast of that is the docks and the slums. So you can kind of see 360 view of the whole kind of area um, of the city. Uh, the forest uh, stretches out in both directions. Um, and you can see the western road that leads to the Knight's Pass itself and the eastern road that leads further into the valley where most of the uh, halflings live. This is beautiful. I didn't know. I don't think I've ever been up here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is, uh, we just keep getting more bang for our buck here with this house, with this mansion. Truly. Imagine what's in that room that we haven't don't even been inside. Don't bring it up, don't bring it up. I don't want to oh, talk about I'm it. Sorry. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Great. <laughs> but hey, look, this is a new one. Zabbis, that's got to be satiating to, to a degree, right? Yeah. Cool. So Marjorie's looking at the journals. Um, and she's reading the, the section on Diddery Don. And should I just read this out loud? Diddery Don? <laughs> it's Diddery Don. Let's Didger go Don to Diddery Don. Diddery Don. Diddery Don. Guys, listen to this. The Dwarven Kingdom of Diddery Don. Is that right? Did I mess it up? Diddery Don, yeah. 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 Operates at a completely different level from that of the rest of the world. Oh, this is Void's Day 32 Anya Don 2097, by the way. So driven are its people towards discovery, a visit to Steelshank is the closest I have ever come to traveling to the future. Such strange delights in the city, from the forges to the laboratories to the restaurants, in these high desolate peaks, the dwarven foundries and libraries overflow with new experiences. One moment, a simple piece of fruit, but then a culinary wizard, his great beard tied around the back of his neck to avoid it getting in the way of his work, will dip it into a smoky liquid with massive togs. When he removes it, it's frozen solid. Such transformations using not spells, but science is truly remarkable. But this is the exciting part. Okay, ready? This kind of innovation, however, does not come without a price. Barrows carved into the mountain stone nearly outnumber the homes as experimental mishaps claim the lives of researchers in their quest for knowledge. Those who fall in the same in the name of discovery are revered here, and in a curious custom, given posthumous awards should their work lead to significant advancement. Over a bowl of tiny bubbles, I'm told used to be simple juice, I learned that one of Didredon's highest honor is the forging of a death mask. And Marjorie pulls out the white oh. ivory mask that we got. Fixed to the fallen sarcophagus to protect from unfortunate luck in the lab following this deceased into the afterlife. How strange such an advancement people can carry such a superstitious belief. I read that wrong. How strange such an advanced people can carry such a superstitious belief. Nonetheless, creating these masks, and she puts it to her face, is one of the most sought-after positions for the Empire's famed smiths. They train for years in metallurgy and rune-making to get the perfect blend of art and craft into these visages. If the smiths take that much care for the dead, what rigors must the chefs go through to make those crazy foams? Uh, boy, this... He's thirsty. Wait, you, she put the mask on? I put it in front of my face. Yeah, uh, the, the mask has no uh, effects anymore that you can tell. Oh. Whoa. I didn't realize that these masks are, like, written in the journal. Yeah, that's cool. So there's more of these masks out there, huh? Well, I just found out that I could maybe write a special language that does magic powers. So Didredon's interesting to me. Hmm. The, we- the fact that there's, a, like other masks and stuff out there just we're learning about all your new abilities it's one of those things that just makes me not want to think too hard about the fact that like how do we all not just blow up the whole world every day on accident (laughs) with all the magic yeah there's just so much yeah that is a little curious you know that's why we have gods that's true. Yeah, that's why we're yeah. the mistake world. I'm surprised we haven't exploded yet. That's right. Oh. We haven't talked about being the mistake world. It's too heavy. I'm sorry, to I talk brought about. it up. I just, it's, you know, every night when I go to sleep, I start to think about it, and I just try to stuff it down and not and try to ignore it. You know, it's one of those. Yeah. Well, 
Do we, what's our, what's our paperwork that we have about the mistake world? In Oyakota, you got some like fragments of writings about the worlds and the history and, mm-hmm. and the theories kind of behind it. You have, there's the, uh, the origins of the three realms and the great convergence that talks about uh, this was from, this was written by somebody, uh, somebody a mad prophet um, who talked about there being the different worlds and um, how when they overlapped, there resulted in creation. Uh, there was a book about there being a second overlap um, and something happened here in Moon, the Moonshadow Valley at, with Night's Pass and the Earthadars. Uh, and then you had a um, fragment of a book about the uh, Dracones Dominus, the, the dominant dragons mm-hmm. and their uh, roles in the following the Convergence. You have those books, you have this, the journal that you just read, and you have the, uh, the guest list. Those are kind of your, your written pieces of information that you have access to. Is Middleton in the journals? Oh, it is! Dinner is day 12, Rubidon, 2095. Why Middleton's Great Festival of Cheese isn't the most popular event in this home realm, I will never know. It's Me neither! <laughs> The sheer joy of the residents of this mountain waypoint exude when their prize wheels of scrumptious, gooey, glorious decadence are rolled out for judgment by the town's mayor, and his guest judges is so infectious even the gloomiest of Gus's would no doubt cheer as these milky monstrosities are placed on the grand scales of the city square. Do- the Goop Lord is going to take over the cheese town. No. <laughs> oh, no. In a celebration wow. after judging, great fires are lit under the cheeses as they slowly soften. Huge swords are used to scrape <gasps> their gifts onto all manner of delectable goodies. If that isn't yeah. worth a trip through Night's Pass, I don't know what is. We were just talking about how we were going to have a uh, fondue. Why were we talking about that? Uh, with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> In real life. In real life? You can't talk to our DM's wife about cheese and bring it into the podcast. <laughs> Dude, Middleton sounds like the best. It does sound very fun. Yeah, except it's not because it's overrun by Poge. Presently, no, but... It's going to be have- so stinky! And oh, that's coming from me! No. The stinkiest. Oh, man. You're right. So why why should we not There's... go to Middleton? I feel like that's closer than going to Didridon. Well, no, we can't go to either before the festival that you and I have to perform uh, at, well, buddy. Well, listen, if we... He, yes, okay, so I'm listening. Here, here's, here's a thought. If we... Okay. If we... Let's say we don't do anything and we just hang out until the festival, minding our own business, right? We're at the festival mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden the festival gets attacked by Toge and more of his goopy... I don't even know what kind of army he has, right? And then we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're not prepared. We're like, uh, okay, so uh, other here's another scenario. We go to Middleton oh. right now, okay, and we yep. we see what's happening there. Well, we also plan to get mm-hmm. home in time, but uh, while we're there, we can mm-hmm. fight as many things as we can to cripple the army then we'll go back and then we'll play our concert and then if we if then if if we do get attacked at night's pass then the army that will be attacking us will be thinned which will give us a better advantage that is if we don't die coming from somebody who has a magic sword that the goop monster didn't like what was up with that oh yeah uh i assumed because it was wait he said something about it being familiar the sword. We should have asked him before we killed him. Yeah, I didn't really pay much attention. I was really into the, like, how much power I had over this Toge guy. Yeah, right? When you have someone begging for their lives. Or like, it feels really it's, good. Kind of, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> knowing that he yeah. did bad things. <laughs> knowing that he saying. did bad things. Uh, you know, maybe Eagle Strike. Like, we could probably make quick work of this idiot Toge, you know? So maybe <sighs> we should just head, like... How long would it... Do we know how long it would take to get to Middleton? We look out the windows and estimate. Uh, roll um, survival. 21. If you're taking the Night's Pass and you aren't um, waylaid by uh, anything like owl bears, mm. you could probably get there uh, in a couple days. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, See? yeah. All right. So here's my other suggestion. How did we Hit get us. home after uh, Oyakoto? We got TP'd. We got teleported. <gasps> yeah. Can we call in a favor since, since we are now above the law? Can we call <laughs> in a favor oh. to Oyakoto and have them teleport us to... <laughs> to well, I mean, we, could, we don't have to call over there. We could probably just go to the Wizard Academy. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we're also investigating something relevant. Mm-hmm. And we've got these. And I take out the cool pass. <laughs> I think with those cool passes and their need for figuring out who killed one of their wizard folk, that we might be able to persuade a teleportation to Middleton. <laughs> this is very convoluted, but I'm into it. Yeah. I'm a good planner. I see this big giant map in front of me. And I'm like, let's let's plan like plants. And you know what? At least our DM has plenty of hair to tear out. D&D is a Spotify-exclusive podcast written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, James A. Janice, and Chelsea Rebecca.